My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I am your host, Joe Oltman. You know, I missed you guys. It's been a couple hours, but you got to watch select Selection Code not election code, and people have been asking the question, where is Laura Logan? The answer is, I don't know. <laughs> so don't ask me a question I'm not going to know the answer to. Um, I'm sure that you know there's some credit given, I think, that uh, as it's put out there for wide uh, consumption, um, there'll be some answers to some of the questions that you guys have, but I don't have the answers to those questions. Um, we have a special guest today. We have a warrior with us today. Um, I, th I think it's important for everyone to understand that there are, there are literally two sides. There are the people on the side of Americans, and then there are the people on the side of the communists, those, those people that would use dog whistles and things in our environment in order to pigeonhole everyone that if you don't agree with their ideology, that you become something different, subhuman almost. And we try to, as Americans... Bring everyone into the fold. Well, they, one of the things that they use against us as good Americans is consciousness. They use guilt. They create things that make you introspective. But I love having guests on who won't fall for it, won't stand for it, stand up for what's right. So we have Monique Miles on. She is a assistant AG, I think assistant AG. She was a deputy AG, excuse me, deputy AG. And she filed a lawsuit against um, Jason Mayaris, who's the AG in Virginia. So I want to bring her on. Uh, welcome to the show, Monique. Hi, good evening. Thanks for having me, Joe. Absolutely. Thanks for being on the show. Um, I, want, I, I don't do a great job introducing anyone. I, I think I had. I've, and so because I, I know a lot about you, like I've, I've followed your story. I followed it all the way back, you know, going back months and months and months. Um, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, um, if you could. Sure. So I am an employment and labor lawyer. I do constitutional law as well. I do um, some defamation cases myself. And I do some business law and nonprofit law. And I was minding my own business <clears throat> after the last election. And I had um, somebody named... DJ Jordan reached out to me and say, hey, Monique, you know, he knew I was active in local politics and every election since, what, 
think since 2008 or 2009, I've, I've served locally as a Republican roving lawyer, you know, trying to ensure election integrity. And I've always had my hand in the game of as far as, you know, campaigning for people, being involved in local politics. So when DJ Jordan, the chief of staff for Attorney General Niara has reached out to me, I just thought, you know, I don't have time for considering any other major position. I'm busy with my own driving law practice. I'm happy where I am. But he didn't leave it there. He continued to seek me out, continued to text message me, said, hey, let's just have a call. You know, let me just talk to you and tell you what this is about. Because initially I said, no, I'm not interested. I'm happy serving the clients and taking on their cases and fighting for them. And so I talked to him on December 15th and he convinced me. He convinced me because initially what I wanted was just to be considered for a commission position. So I applied for the position and um, started on January 18th. And shortly thereafter, I got a strange message from a friend of mine saying, hey, Monique, um, this Washington Post reporter contacted me and wanted to know um, details about you. But he just, you know, he messaged me on Facebook and um, which she thought was strange because we're not even um, on Facebook together. We're not linked on Facebook as Facebook friends because I do a lot of um, pro-life advocacy and she and I have different opinions on that. So um, she was concerned enough to call me, but she didn't follow back up with him because she said, you know, I didn't want to get involved, but I just wanted to warn you. So I immediately informed the staff of Niara's and told them, hey, there's a reporter snooping around. Like, I don't know what it's about. Do you want to get into it? And then come to find out <clears throat> they didn't follow up with him, it appears. And then maybe two or three weeks later, after he'd done all this research as though as a presidential candidate or running for Congress, you know, all this deep research on Monique Miles um, from little old, old town Alexandria. And um, I get this call and I was walking, I, I felt my phone buzzing in my, in my purse. And um, I got to the office and I listened to this voicemail and it's like this threatening voicemail. This is Justin Juvenile from the Washington Post. And we're going to run this story on you and your Facebook post. So if you want to comment, give me a call by 1 p.m. And I was thinking, this is strange because all of the pieces that had been picked up locally about me were more profile pieces talking about my community service, how right. I uh, volunteered, how I was a mentor. You know, I got recognized for rec um, my accomplishments in employment law and pro bono service. And then he's dropping this bomb, this hit piece of, you know, trying to paint me out to be this crazy person that is anti-American, et cetera, et cetera, which is, can't be the farthest thing from the truth. And so I told the staff about that. And that kind of led through other things happening. Yeah. So you want me to go into that? Or? No. Well, I want to, I want to, I want to stop there because what's really interesting, two things that are interesting. One, you do defamation law. So I may call you cause I want to sue a bunch of people. Oh. Um, I've had, um, I think at last count, it was 400 hit pieces that have been written about me in the last, uh, I just had one that was very salacious written by, uh, up in a Canada, a Canada group. Um, oh my God. and then the Washington post said that I was a part of what happened in Antrim and that I was the architect behind all the crap that happened in Antrim where the ASOG came out and said that the machines were designed to, so I want to sue people. That's number one. Number two, <laughs> I think at some point you have to go on the offensive because we spend you most do. of our time you on the offensive. Mm -hmm. You definitely but, have to stop stand up for yourself and not be canceled because that's how they do it. They don't want to, they can't meet you toe to toe on your ideas. They go out for ad hominem attacks. 
But I want to I want to point this out because you the the work that you do in the community. I've been a mentor. I've mentored four young men from incarcerated youth program to where they are productive men in society. Have kids. One of them owns a company. Have never gotten in trouble. Um, I believe that your 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 trees bear fruit, and that fruit, if it's Amen. if it's good, it will it will show the character of who you are as a person. Uh, exactly. Married twenty years, uh, two beautiful children. I, I've I don't think that anything in my life I've given of my time. I, I sponsor roughly fifty scholarships for um, kids to go to private school, not public school, yeah. um, a year. Um, that That's are wonderful. in disadvantaged environments. So I've done this without, by the way, I've never asked for any recognition, worked with mm -hmm. refugees, done things that, so I'm the antithesis to the Christian conservative that they paint. I think that most Christian conservatives do what I do, but they paint it differently. And here right. you have this legacy of helping people, of being there in the community, of serving your community, of really just having a heart for people. Mm -hmm. And they write That's this right. hit piece on you which calls you everything but that. Yep, called me out of my name, that's for sure. Definitely. And then just the attacks after that piece was so irresponsibly put out in the airwaves. Just the, the flack and people, you know, sending me messages calling me an N-word and just nothing you would want anyone to call you, anyone you, you love. Do you have those people's them. name? Do you have those people's name? Because oh you, you, know, you won't do anything, but I will. It's always anonymous. I'll show up on their front doorstep. I'll be like, hello, how you doing? <laughs> I appreciate that. But you know how, you know their MO. They're always anonymous. Yeah. They, they fight from their little masked selves and their privacy. Yeah, so, so let's talk about, we have um, this first file. This is um, the Virginia AG Mayaris slap with defamation suit after cancer culture firing of Monique Miles. Miles was fired by Republican AG Mayaris earlier this year. I don't know if I said that right. Mayaris? Yeah, I did. You can call him that. Um, after a it. Yeah, after a left-wing Washington Post hit piece took aim at her for pro-election integrity Facebook posts. So I want to show some of these posts. I didn't think they were inflammatory. I didn't think that they were, I thought it was your First Amendment right to say these things. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and Mr. Producer, if you'll put um, that up for me, I believe that it is, yep, uh, no, though the post itself, if you would, it's, um, it is, sorry, five, post five. Edit Antifa dressed as patriots have stormed the Capitol. No surprise. Typical Antifa and BLM intimidation tactics. However, the deep state has awoken the sleeping giant. Patriots are not taking this lying down. We are awake, ready, and will fight for our rights by any means necessary. Patriots are peace-loving. Antifa and BLM are not. Go ahead and take that down. Yeah. You stand by that? I do. But I, yep. I mean... I have some things that I want to be able to share on this, but I want to give you the time for it because we actually were able to get BLM, Antifa, and federal employees planning coups. We got their Zoom oh, yeah. calls. Yep. So I'm sending it over to the producer now. He didn't get a chance to look at it before. But mm -hmm. I don't see – I mean, what you're saying there was in the reality that we went through in 2020, was it not? It was. And you know the oddest thing is I had a friend through a professional organization I was associated with Asked me point blank, 
do you do you really think George Soros was involved with this? And I said, you know what? He's been involved with a lot of things that are nefarious, so I wouldn't be surprised. Well, then you're a you're an anti-Semite if you criticize George Soros. And I looked at him like, that's a strange comment. So we can't criticize power players or else we're anti-Semites. That's, that's again, ad hominem attacks because they can't go toe-to-toe on the issues. And, and they, they act as if um, minorities that stand up and against this radical agenda are somehow uneducated. Monique, you don't look uneducated to me. I'm sorry, you just don't. You look like you're pretty centered, you're normal, you're not running around with rainbows tied to your forehead. Not that that wouldn't be okay, but I don't see that. That's right. I mean, I feel like I live a normal life. I try and help people live the life that I can to, to help people make it make a life better for them than what they, you know, just all over trying to help people. So, so tell me about the lawsuit. So obviously you were slandered pretty heavily in the um, article. I think we have that article too, do we, Mr. Producer? I got a lot of articles. I know, and I'm looking at it going, I don't know which one to play first. Um, but I mean, the Washington Post is the, this is the original one where they, yeah. they started saying all this nonsense. Um, all right, put that one up. So this is uh, back February 10th. 2022. And, uh, yeah, this is when they announced that you had resigned after revelations of your Facebook post, which they you know claim say all kinds of nasty stuff. Um, and in this, they go through a, a, a number of your posts, but essentially make the case that you resigned. And then the subsequent, uh, you know, communications that you had with me, ours, and with your office, I have a couple of those notes, one of them being uh, this one, Dear Miss Miles, thank you for your resignation from your position as deputy in the Government Operations and Transportation Division. Your employment is hereby terminated immediately. Thank you for your service. Uh, maybe you'd like to comment on that. That that's uh, uh, I, I think lays pretty well where they start lying uh, egregiously. Yes, yeah. So they they put that up, and it was an unsolicited. Um, they sent me that it was an unsolicited email, which I found suspicious because I had literally just confirmed to them that I had not resigned. At no time did I tell them I had resigned, whether in writing or orally. The way that the termination meeting happened was they called me into the uh, the conference room after I had shared some of the potential Facebook posts that I thought that this journalist was taking issue with, because at that point I hadn't seen any emails or anything about what he was taking issue with. And they said, okay, well, we're going to have to think about this and we'll, we'll get back to you. And so then what they called me down for a meeting at 1145 in the conference room and I came downstairs and the first thing out of Chuck Slump's mouth, which is my chief deputy attorney general who is my my boss he's the boss of all the attorney staff versus dj jordan was the boss of all the non-attorney staff and he said monique this is just so heartbreaking this is just so heartbreaking you're doing such a great job your staff love you but this is just a really new uh what do you call it nuclear issue january 6th is a nuclear issue and it's controversial and it's best for us and it's best for you if we just part ways and so, so we're giving me the opportunity to resign. And I said, uh, you know, I think you should reconsider because we're caving to the media, liberal media. I think we can draft a press statement to address this, neutralize this issue. Well, they don't want to have uh, any part in that. They ran so, scared. So before, and, and they typically run scared. 
And I think that's one of the problems that I have with these government apparatuses is that they, they, they tend to attract very weak people. And so someone that's as strong as you are, that's standing up for truth, that's talking truth, um, they, they don't want to upset the cart because, frankly, it's like the book, you know, Who Moved My Cheese? It's kind of like that. If you move things around a little bit, it starts to expose things going on. They don't want anybody poking around. And you're in that's the right. epicenter of that. But you, you wrote a text. If you put this up, please, this was the text that you wrote at 4.11 p.m., um, you texted uh, Clark Kilgore, um, DJ Jordan, uh, Charles Slemp, and A.G. Mayaris, telling them that you had thought about their offer but would not resign. The text message is this. It says, guys, I have had some time to think about your offer for me to resign. I have done nothing wrong. The comments I made were as a private citizen, not as a public employee in the 2020 election, and January 6th was, info was developing. The views I expressed in this post were views now held by a large majority of Republicans and many independents. 125 congresspeople in Supreme Court brief also expressed their concerns re-election integrity. Every elected official is tested by the liberal establishment speaking through organs like the Washington Post to determine if the elected officials will stand by their convictions or fold under pressure from the lib media. Once an elected official folds, then the mainstream media, MSM, is incentivized to bring charges of all sorts to anyone to everyone to indirectly or directly harm the AG. When the public understands that the elected official stands with his employee who is on liberal media attack, their estimation of the elected official grows. When elected officials do not have their employees back in the face of lib media attacks, the voter base sees then judges the elected official. Therefore, resigning under pressure would not protect the AG, but would give evidence great weakness and jeopardize his agenda and office and all the good and all the people who work for him, 79% of Republicans, 58% of independents, and 41% of Democrats believe that cheating affected the outcome of the 2020 election based on the December 23rd, 2021 Rasmussen poll. All I can see is a downside of your plan you propose. I urge you to reconsider the consequences of your actions you suggest. Yep. That's what I told them. I warned them. If I could put they, my, pull, they, pull my mic off, I would. Just drop it. Yeah. And they, they caught... Heat, let me tell you, because not only was it my local club, I had friends and clubs in Loudoun and Fauquier talking to me, people emailing me that I'd never met from around the, you know, different parts of the state, somebody in Iowa, other parts of the West Coast saying, Monique, don't, don't, you shouldn't have resigned, you know, stand up for yourself. I said, I didn't resign. Well, and no time did I resign. Then why are they saying you resigned? I mean, and again, this, this flies in the face. This is the AG's office. This is the highest office, the legal office in all of Virginia. Correct? Yep. It so is. Yes, indeed. Why did they step out and lie? I think it's because they didn't know. Um, I don't know if it had, I mean, I'd hate to say it was an optics issue, you know, firing the only senior attorney on staff that happens to be a black woman. Maybe that was it. I don't know. Or just the, the, the fact of maybe they thought, you know, saying that I resigned made them look better. I, I, I honestly don't know and I can't figure out why they would say that. But it was very clear from the meeting because they even asked me to leave my equipment, my badge, etc. They said, you know, this is a big decision for you. Why don't you take time to process this and then come get your stuff tomorrow? Um, and little did I know that they were tr like clockwork trying to abide by that 1 p.m. deadline set by the Washington Post because I got this text as I was back at my office um, getting my stuff and it said, uh, if you could try and be out by 1 p.m. And I didn't put two and two together until I reread um, 
the, the email from Justin Juvenile, I was like, wow, they really were like, he says jump, they're like, how high? It just seemed really sad to me that a, an office as high as the Attorney General of the Commonwealth of Virginia would be taking orders and letting the Washington Post dictate their personnel decisions. You know, there was an article that was written by the there was an article written by the um, Gateway Pundit. It talks about evidence of election irregularities and potential fraud mechanisms in Virginia presented to top state officials. This also came out of Virginia, just recently. Correct. Oh yeah. And yeah. So, so there's a, there's a lot of things. Go ahead, take it down, Mr. Producer. Um, there's a lot of things that we're running up against that don't make a lot of sense. Firing you doesn't That's make accurate. any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Caving to the Washington Post doesn't make any doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. So they so they yeah. they fired they fired you, and <clears throat> then you filed a lawsuit. Did you file a lawsuit against the Washington Post as well? I have not filed a lawsuit against the Washington Post yet. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Y- yet, I like that because every every cause has an effect, and this is you know, that was the thing exactly that set it. off all these other things. That's exactly it. And I think one of the causes of sensitivity that I later learned was that the attorney general's office got $2.6 million from the Republican attorneys general's association. That's why I think they, that's why I think he was um, specifically very sensitive about the January 6th issue and any kind of um, ties to that. Plus I think the Youngkin administration has tried to play it um, very low key role as far as whether or not he supports Trump and whether or not he thinks that there was um, election integrity issues. So I think, you know, all of this attention was basically putting them on the spotlight. Like, what are you, what's your opinion on election integrity? I think they felt heat from that. And I mean, I'm going to ask you a pointed question. Do you believe that the election was, uh, it was, was stolen in 2020? And you're allowed to your own personal opinion, by the way. I mean, yours in your personal, I'm going to just preface this for Mm -hmm. all the the liberal media idiots out there and the Antifa journalists. This is your opinion as a private citizen. That's correct. Um, My gut says that something was fishy, for sure, given how we see Biden today. I don't think it was, you know that far different from what he was like on the campaign trail. There were still some significant issues with his cognition, et cetera. I don't think people would go out in huge numbers to elect a man like that that's mostly spent a lot of time in his basement. So I would say, yes, I do believe that there was election integrity issues, especially after seeing some of the documentaries that have since come out, exposing the mules, exposing the coordinated um, pay-to-play plans with these um, stuffing of the ballot boxes and the people that have been indicted. I think there were... 20 people indicted for election fraud in Florida, I think Florida, I saw the yeah. other day. Yeah, and then people in Arizona and New Mexico getting facing charges for election fraud. This is, you know, I think it's all because of this true the vote research that's been done that has actually brought these issues to the forefront as legitimate documented issues. I mean, when you FOIA documents from the election board and they send you video footage and there's been chain of custody, how, how, do, you, how do you argue against that? So in this article, it said, you know, TP, uh, TGP reported shortly after the 2020 election that Trump was way ahead in Virginia on election night and that the state was called for Joe Biden with President Trump still holding a big lead. It made no sense. That actually happened in Virginia. It did. And I worked the polls that um, at the cent- central absentee ballot precinct, and I even observed election um, discrepancies, which I reported. Well, and, and I, you know, I, I, if I could pivot for just a minute based on this, because 
you went through the process. You were involved in the in the election process. You worked at the polling place, correct? Correct. Okay. So you saw irregularities. There's over 5,000 affidavits that were si- affidavits that were signed all over the nation, pointing to uh, behavioral deviations, uh, computer technology deviations, uh, math and science deviations. They were signed all over the country. Five. I was one of them. 5,000 of them, and yet those were dismissed. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see. And you're you're a lawyer. And I don't know if you got a chance to see the uh, Mike Lindell summit. Did you get a chance to see that any of that this weekend? I didn't. No, unfortunately, I didn't get to see it. So all 50 states reported on what was happening in their state. And nearly every one of the 50 states reported the same issue tied to irregularities in their state when they were able to uncover uh, CBR files, right? So cast one. vote record files. And mm-hmm. and then as you start piling that on, Clay Parikh out of, uh, testified in Arizona about him being a penetration tester in some of the companies that he represented, such as Dominion, Koenig, uh, ESNS, and that he was told to stay away from the source code. Well, we've, we've, they've been fighting tooth and nail to keep us away from everything that would give us the validation of whether or not the machines were, as a prosecutor, I, I mean, as, a, as an attorney, mm-hmm. Wouldn't you want to look? Wouldn't you want to look under the, the hood if they're if they're yeah. telling you it's, there's nothing to see there? Why, and you can't why see it. hide it? Right. Why hide it if there's nothing to see? Right. Just let everyone see everything that needs to be seen, and then the truth will speak for itself. And and I think that's the problem for a lot of people in America is that they're trying to make an example out of you and take you out of your position of trust and authority to do good work for the people of Virginia, and it's not because you weren't fighting for the right things. It's because you didn't fit their ideological bend, but you were fired by Republicans, not by Democrats. Yep. Shameful. Very shameful. Why? Why are Republicans bowing down to these special interests on the outside that don't represent the interests of the people within their state? Why? You know why? It's fear. And as a Christian, I think that there's something to be said for fear of man. And you know how the Bible talks about how we're not supposed to fear men, but to fear God. And 1 John 4, 18 says there's no fear in love, but he who fears is not made perfect in love and fear is caused by torment or something to that effect. There are a lot of politicians that just want to see themselves get elected. But then once it comes past that, their only interest is self-preservation. And sometimes that self-preservation is not in the interest of the people that they are representing. And I think that's what I saw in the case of the Miara's administration, the Yunkin administration. I mean, I've seen some good things, but the most difficult thing for me to face is this is a man that I, these are people that I trusted my vote with. And to see them cower in fear and not do the right thing, it's just hurtful. Uh, tired of feeling like someone's always watching on the internet, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. IP Vanish is a solution for you. You can use IP Vanish on your, your computer, tablets, phones. You can use it on multiple devices at the same time without sacrificing speed. Um, they're for you, and, and here's the thing it, it, it blocks advertisers, hackers, um, your ISP, third parties from getting access to information to you, uh, blocks people from getting access to your passwords. All the data is encrypted. And for our listeners, you can get 70% off their yearly plan for listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button. 
A disclaimer, if you are using things, True Social, you have to turn off the VPN. If you are using things like uh, vMix, uh, Chevy apps, or things like that. So there are some things that does need a dedicated IP, um, and it recognizes that. So just keep that in mind. So go to ipvanish.com slash daily, use promo code daily, and save your 70% off. You're a Christian conservative. Correct. You think that's... Um, you think that's a anomaly for minorities in this country? No, actually, I mean, if you look at even just the last election, Trump brought a lot of Hispanics over to the Republican team, a lot of blacks over to the Republican team. I've even watching PragerU and Turning Point videos where they go on campus or they go in this in the hood in New York and they're like, do you think Joe Biden's a good president? And they're like, hell no. And they're like, well, why? And they're like, look at our gas prices. Look at the groceries. We want Trump back. Bring Trump back. And even at my own hair, at the hair salon I go to in D.C., it's an Ethiopian-owned salon. And there were two Ethiopian girls. They were having a little Trump rally. They were like, we really miss, the one girl said, I really miss Trump. And I said, wow, I do too. And then another one said, I do too. Look at his policies and how great and prosperous America was when he was in power. Yeah, and, and, and I think that what you just said is it's the same word. So I still play football on Saturdays and sometimes Thursdays with inner-city youth, right? So uh, 18, to 20, 18 to 30. I say inner-city youth, inner-city young men. And um, so I talk politics. They know who I am, and I will just sit Good. down and have a conversation. I'm like, all right, let's talk about it. And they're going, well, Joe, you're different. They started out with, Joe, you're different, because you've always been here for us. And these are guys, by the way, that I've, I have one now that I'm getting out of a third-degree assault that he never assaulted anybody. But, wow. but I, I show up. I have conversations with the DA. I go meet with the sheriff. I collect information. I've also had young men that I've had to take through the process that have done something wrong that I said, listen, you're going to have to face the consequences. Right? So let's walk through that path as well. In this I've case, had it's that not, too. And it's hard. With my mentor. Yeah, it is difficult. When you see them getting influenced by the wrong influences and you want to just, you know, swoop them out of that environment, but, you know, they can't, they can't be taken out of that environment per se. But they trust me. And when we talk, I ask them, who would you rather be leading this country? Without exception, not one of them said Joe Biden. Not one. Wow. That's not telling. One. And you're talking about sitting around with 30, 40 guys. And you'd have some say, well, you know, he tweeted this and he's racist. I'm like, show it to me. Get, Google it for me. Show me where he's a racist. Show me where he's a homophobe. Show me where, well, what about when he was making fun of that guy? I was like, okay, well, I've made fun of people too. It doesn't yeah. make me a bad person, right? Yeah. We all make bad decisions, but look at the policy yes. that was able to do for the American people. So mm -hmm. I think everyone realizes it. I want to, if I can, spend a little bit of time on the actual complaint. Mr. Producer, yes. put up zero, zero. Here, this is the complaint for damages, and you sued the attorney general. And some of the staff in their individual and official capacities. Correct. So that's Charles Chuck Slemp, Daryl DJ Jordan, Clark Kilgore, Victoria La Savita, um, and mm -hmm. the office of the attorney general. Office. So these are the people that you served. Yes, they all published false statements about me. That's why those individuals were listed. And did you give them a chance to recant their false statements about you? Numerous times. And they didn't, did they? Numerous times. I, if, if they gave me a public apology and retracted these false statements and put those out to all these sources that have published the false statements and paid my attorney's fees, this case would be over. But they're not willing to do that. Well, 
I want to I want to read this part because I think it's important on on page two of the complaint. This is you. So plaintiff has been recognized for her contributions to the legal community as a pro bono service honor roll member by the Virginia Access to Justice Commission based on the exemplary number of pro bono hours she worked on behalf of low income clients for the 2020-2021 bar year. As one of Virginia's best lawyers in the labor and employment law category by Virginia Business Magazine, by Northern Virginia Magazine, Top Lawyers Employment Law, as a member of the Top 40 Under 40 by the National Black Lawyers Association, and received the City of Alexandria's Top 40 Under 40 Award in 2019. Plaintiff was also presented with a significant service award by the Virginia State Bar Young Lawyers Conference in recognition for a contribution to the practice of law, and further, the uh, Virginia State Bar Young Lawyers Conference conferred upon her an outstanding service award for her service as chair of the Women and Minorities, Women and Minorities in the Professional Profession Commission. Plaintiff possesses affiliations with and works with many associations for community service, as well as professional service, including volunteer work for Christian Legal Aid DC and Legal Services of Northern Virginia. You sound awful. I mean, I, so scary. I, Right. I mean that. This scary. It sounds like you don't care about people. I'm at all. such a threat to the democracy. Yeah, democracy. Make, make it make sense, Joe. Make it I, make sense. I can't. I can't let it make sense. Make it make sense. I can't because yeah. you put up a post that that frankly is not inflammatory. It it's it's not salacious. It's not um, it, it's not meant to. It's meant for accountability. And as a lawyer, that's the one thing that you should always be seeking is accountability. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I do like to have is discussions with people, because just like you talk to the men that you uh, mentor, the youth, it's mm. important to get them thinking through critically these things, because there's a lot of TikTok culture, mindless um, absorbing of media, et cetera, gaming, et cetera. And I think everything is fine in moderation, but you're, I was taught to think and to ask questions. And that's the type of person that I am. I'm not a rubber stamper. And sometimes that's gotten me into trouble, but you know, I always have to understand why somebody is doing something and ask questions. Well, well, let's walk through this really quick because I want to clear the air that, that the things they said about you weren't true. I think it's important for people to understand that they were, they were lying. I don't like to say yes. that it's being untrue. I like to say what they are. They're liars. They lied. And these, by the way, are not Democrats. They're Republicans. And shame on them. I actually think it's a uniparty. I think it's a, it's yeah. a pole position of power. And they divvy it mm-hmm. up in the streets, and then everyone else around them is de- is designed to be pawns for them, you know, divvying up what's left. That's my opinion, not yours. I'm a little bit more cynical. I don't. I don't think you're that far off. I mean, I've heard different things with the WEF and things going on. Who knows what's in plan with the Great Reset? And, and, and they're, they're, they're trying really hard and they're doubling down. I do believe that we are winning. I believe that as we stand up and once we become, become more courageous, as people like you stand out and do the things that are necessary to hold them accountable, more people will end up coming to that gap, that, that part of density. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what, what part, of the, part of the country you're from, everyone is seeing the inequity, the, the lack of equality that we're facing as a nation. They get to do whatever they want. It's a lawless society. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go through the let's go through the uh, AG. He said some things. Yes, he did. I mean, the office itself—it's not just the two um, <clears throat> statements. So the first defamatory statement was that I resigned. The second one, after they caught so much heat for their decision to throw me overboard, they got this second cooked-up statement that said, 
they parted ways for me due to my lack of transparency in the initial interviews, which I particularly take issue with because as anyone knows, when you have an administration coming in, you do vetting, you ask questions, you follow up um, references, etc. <clears throat> if there are issues of concern, you ask those questions to give the candidate an opportunity to explain what they think. I would have saved myself a lot of trouble if they asked me questions about January 6th in the election. They didn't do that in the initial interviews or any interviews for that matter. Well, I remember this guy, Eric Coomer, that worked for Dominion Voting System that I came out on on November 9th, 2020, and I put up some of the Facebook posts and posts that he had on social accounts, and they were bad. They were F the USA, kill pigs, you know, referring to police officers. I, do you know that nobody has written any articles about him? Oh, because it's the conservative view, right, that gets attacked. It's not the liberals. They can say whatever. They can say kill Trump. They can say burn this down. It's it's really it's double standard. Well, and I think the double standard applies even more to the fact that they just it's it's bullying. It's exactly what they say that they're supposed to be fighting against. Yeah, it's shutting down free speech, scaring people from having a chilling effect to keep them silent. So, so they first said that they fired you. Or excuse me, they first said that you resigned. Then the second said that they parted ways. They didn't even use the word fired. They said parted ways. Mm-hmm. for Because then that would lot- be an admission, right? Yeah. If they said they fired me for lack of transparency in the initial interviews. But, but look at this, Joe. They even went so far as to text. DJ Jordan was texting mutual friends in his role as chief of staff, telling, sending them the articles saying, look at what Monique, you know, she resigned. And I called him out so quick. I said, why are you sending these? I got calls from people. That's why I have the witnesses to prove that these people were making false statements and then republishing them. Saying, oh, it wasn't. And then it's shifted to, oh, it wasn't for her views. We have other people on our staff with her views. The issue was with Monique was that she, um, there were other things and she lacked transparency. So it just kind of, kept ballooning because they got cast doubt on your character that's right and they couldn't just admit there's nothing wrong except we're we're afraid of january 6th we're afraid of contesting the election they didn't want to be seen as fearful but now they've shown themselves to be fearful even more this episode of conservative daily is brought to you by dcf guns they're not just a supporter and a partner of the show, they're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, Between a massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off 
everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, but you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online available to everyone across the entire country. So what's next? You you file the lawsuit. And, and, and you know what? I just want to, I'm not a violent person. I believe that we're going to have to be forceful in in overcoming this this ideology because it's, it's crept into our schools. It's higher education. And it leaked it down to a lower education, lower meaning primary education. Um, it's in every walk of life. And so I think it's going to take a little bit of force of pushing this back out in order to get back to a, a place of sensibility. But I don't know of anyone out there that I've talked to about your case specifically when this came out that thinks that the left is justified in what they did, nor the AG justified in what he did. So what's the next step in this lawsuit? Well, I mean, if the AG wants this to go away, like I said, he can do the public apology, he can retract his statements, go to all those people that were sent communications from his staff that were false and issue retractions and then pay my reasonable attorney's fees and costs and this would all go away if not you know we're going we're going full speed he's going to face these issues through discovery etc we're going to have witnesses coming out it's not going to be good and it's unfortunate because they've had the means to stop this like i've told them from the very beginning don't issue the statements be honest with the press retract these defamatory statements and they've refused to do so so what about the press that started all this to begin with? Is there any sort of pathway that you can take them and hold them accountable as well? That's actually in the plans as well. That is, yeah, of course. You, you know, you typically send you the cease and desist letter and then you, if they don't take action to, um, that you recommend, then you go forward. You can sue them for defamation. And the recourse for that? I mean, obviously you're an attorney in a private practice now. Yep, that's correct. So you can get compensatory damages. You can also get punitive damages. So in my case, I didn't even go for the max of the punitive damages in Virginia because this isn't about the money for me. This is about the fact that they've harmed my reputation in the legal community, which is a community where character and fitness is regulated by the Virginia State Bar and the, uh, the DC Bar as well. And part of the character and fitness analysis is how honest is she before the court? And how honest is she before her clients? And to attack me in that way was just really harmful. And they should have known better to choose the wording that they chose just to tell a lie, you know, as a whole. They, they should have known better. I mean, these are people that claim to be Christian and, you know, praying before meetings. But then when it comes to protecting a fellow Christian from wrongful attacks, they'd rather throw me overboard than come clean. Well, and I find what's interesting, we talked about the $2.6 million that was taken by the Virginia AG nominee from the group that promoted the January 6th rally. So none of this makes sense. It doesn't make sense at all. All right. So we, we have a, um, we have a quote from La Savita, La Savita. Mm -hmm. and this was um, A12, if you put that up, Mr. Producer. And I think the Raga money was, I think that donation was the biggest that he got in his fundraising. 
Yeah, this is the Virginia AG nominee took $2.6 million from group to promote a January 6th rally. Um, Mayaris has refused to say if he would have supported the attempt to overturn the 2020 presidential election. And I think this is where you start seeing the, the amount of pressure that is put on people and the fact they lack any character or constitution to stand up for the right thing. They would just rather have the sword fall on those people that are standing up That's for truth. Right. That's uh, but, exactly what happened. But La Savita said something really interesting. The reason behind Miles' firing appears to be more clear after reading a statement from the Attorney General's office made shortly following her termination. AG's office spokesperson Victoria La Savita virtue signaled to members of the media assuring them that Jason Mayaris believed that Joe Biden is the legitimate winner of the 2020 presidential election and he has already made his obligatory denunciation of January 6th demonstrators. The Attorney General has been very clear Joe Biden won the general or won the election and has condemned the January 6th attacks. La Savita was quoted after saying that Miles firing further pointing to her dismissal being the result of the Washington Post hit piece and her views on the 2020 election and January 6th. Pretty cut and dry that the Washington Post article that was written about you was the reason why they sought for you to be fired. It doesn't make sense. So the Republicans are working for the Democrats. That's what it looks like. Some of them that need to grow a spine and stand up for what's right and true and be truth tellers instead of appeasers and sycophants. So I have a question then. Why didn't you go for the max? I mean, I know it's not about the money, but you can donate the money to people. <laughs> yeah. I think that they should pay for what they did. I agree. If they won't retract the statement, they need to pay. That's the alternative that they've chosen and they've given, they've left me to, if they're not willing to do the statement. But if they retract And the reason the why I did that. Yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. sorry. No, go ahead, sorry. The reason why I chose that, it was symbolic because I'm not out for the money. If I was out for the money, I would have gone for the max. And I also probably wouldn't have done all those hours of pro bono service. This has always been for me about the underlying issue of clearing my name, clearing so my name that smirched and in the airwaves, when you put stuff out in the media, it lasts forever on the internet. And I should have never been subjected to that. How does that make you feel? I mean, I know that you're, you put on a brave face, but I know what it feels like. I know when people say stuff about you that goes, attacks your character and you've lived your life helping other people. I know the feeling that you get. Yeah. Well, I'll say it this way, Joe. It's made me bold and courageous. And it's made me also kind of have spidey senses about whether people have fear of man or not. And so for me, I look at the administration of Miara's and there's some other things that happened to, that I was privy to unrelated to my termination, but dealing with lobbyists and, you know, you really get the, you see the underside of the shoe when you work in an administration. And I just was, you know, my eyes were opened, but now I know, you know, just voting for somebody with the R in their name is not sufficient. You have to know the candidate. You have to know that this person is a patriot first. That's not just going to do what's best in their interests, but for the people's interest. And if I ever run for office, then I'll keep that same mantra is serving the people. It's not about Monique Miles. It's about the people. Did you wor use the word if or when? Um, when. I'll say it right now. When. Yeah. When I run for office. There's I a lot of I, nonsense that's going on. 
You know, uh, Mitch McConnell said the other day that he's concerned about having a red wave in November, which is setting the stage for them stealing elections with mail-in ballots and with the machines. And I'm 100% going to tell you that I'm a system architect expert. I know that the machines are corrupted, and I know that the election was stolen, and they use the same base processes across all machines. But neither here, neither here nor there, he said that the quality of the candidates that were elected during the primary, he's concerned that that will cause us not to have a red wave because that's not the sentiment of the American people. What do you say to that? He's out of touch with the American people. He barely held on to a seat. If it weren't for Donald Trump, he, that man wouldn't have been elected. It probably would have been better for the, better for the whole country that he wasn't elected. But then again, I know. that would also cause more problems for the R's and the D's. Yeah. But what do we do when we have an infiltration of people who are selfish and are self-centered and care about power and greed? And it almost seems to see that this seemed to me. And again, I'm sure that there's hope and there's, there's places of hope in all of this, but we, we've been infiltrated by a group of people who don't care about the R&D. It's like wearing a football uniform. You could be traded at any moment to either side. Correct. It just has to Correct. do with the lobbyists and special interests and the Soros of That's the world. Right. But you see that people are standing up to that. Look at all these people getting Liz Cheney, as I say, you know, they get dumped. You don't do the right thing by your constituents, they're going to dump your butt and you're going to have a challenger and you're going to have to find yourself a new job. But, but then the media props her up and says, oh my goodness, she's going to make sure that no American first candidates win and that Trump is not found, does not get back into office again. I mean, it, it, how, how do you fight against an establishment that is so in love with themselves? and out of touch with the American people and are willing to do whatever it takes, including standing side by side with Democrats in order to win back their place in society. You pray and you ask God for strategy and you align yourself with good people. Seriously. That's what it comes down to. I love that. I yeah, love that. You're dealing with David and Goliath here. And remember what, what Goliath said, what are you, what am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? These people have these grandiose ideas of how big they are, of how important they are, but we know who wins the battle. We absolutely do. Mm -hmm. I often say that courage is more infectious than fear. And, uh, you know, I, I believe that, that innately most people are good Democrats and Republicans. They're just driven specifically by, I mean, a lot of times propaganda and propaganda is not just, you know, relegated to the left. We have it. We have it on the right as well across the entire spectrum. But I think that as we go further, my fear is this. My fear is, is that they see themselves losing grip of of the power that they have. And that's going to cause, I guess, bigger plays of chaos that, that uh, interfere with our ability to take back our country. You know, I would, I would agree. I would tend to agree with you, but not for what I just said earlier. That we don't have to fear. Well, in the end, God wins. I'm not afraid yeah. of anything. I'm, I'm one of those guys that's probably. I, I often wonder if I'm just too dumb to be afraid. Actually, Mr. Producer always tells me <laughs> I'm too dumb. I don't to be think afraid. that's it. I will give you the last word and we will follow up on your case here. I'd like to, you know, we will literally have a party and we'll do the gazoos and break the. The uh, <laughs> glitter um, when you do win your case, because I think you will, and we'll follow it through. But um, I'll give you the final word. Well, thank you, Joe. This is all about 
you know, standing up to clear my name, but also encouraging others to stand up for the fight. All the other truth seekers that have been canceled, et cetera, those that have been pushed down and made to feel like they were insurrectionists, et cetera. This is a time to stand up and stand boldly for what you know to be white, right and true. And that's what matters. So thank you for giving this opportunity to encourage others. Yep. And to press in in prayer as well. Well, so guess what? You don't get to get off here without praying for you. I pray at the end of every show and I pray for, I'm going to pray for you. But I do Thank want you. you to give us a, a maybe a glimpse into what you're going to be running for. Okay. You want me to tell you right now? Yes. I mean, I think, yes. you know, I feel like I'm called to be a U.S. senator. Yes. I really do. I mean, right. I'm not afraid. When's the campaign so going to start? Let's let's see. I, I don't know. I have to consult the, the man upstairs on that one. All right. And maybe cool. some other individuals that you know. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Um, so if it's okay, I'm going to pray for you. Thank and then, you. Uh, and then uh, I, do, I did thoroughly uh, enjoy our deal. I don't know what happened with all the slides that came through, but we'll get that figured out, Mr. Producer. I don't have any. I have none. I don't know what happened to talking? my technology either. This is crazy. My, my mouse got frozen. I couldn't log in. I was like, uh-oh, what's going on here? Yeah. <clears throat> I was flying a little bit blind. So Mr. Producer was like, Let's talk about number 12. You did a great job. <laughs> All right. Well, let's pray. Thank Father you. God, thank you for the opportunity we have to be here today. Thank you for Monique. Thank you for the courage that she has, for the stamina that she's shown, for the character in fighting against this corruption. Father, please... Please walk with Monique as she goes through this fight. It's not going to be an easy fight. But I would, just, I would just ask that you guard her heart, guard her mind, her family, and help her to see through all of this, to have the stamina, to have the, the wisdom to, to know how to overcome obstacles that are placed in front of her during this, this journey. Father, I, I would ask you to help Monique walk the path that you want her to be on which, I mean, selfishly, I will say, I hope that includes being a U.S. Sen senator. Father, I would ask you to give her the, the words to use and the, the ability to lead from the front so that others can, can take what she has done here and use it as an opportunity to step out and be courageous as well. Father, help us that we may take back our country and we may bring you back to and restore you to our community, Father. I would ask you to pull back the veil and just allow us to see more of the evil, to see all of their plans, so that we can rid and remove that from our society, from our children, from the very ethos of our nation. Father, I ask you to watch over those people that are whistleblowers, that have done good things, good deeds, the, the 14 FBI agents that stepped out or FBI employees that stepped out to uncover what was happening in one of our agencies within our government. I would, I would ask you just to support those that have courage, that are willing to stand up for what's right. And, and Father, lastly, I would just ask you for accountability. I would ask you for accountability in Monique's case. I would ask you for accountability to, to get rid of the evil that we face in our society that affects frankly, the most vulnerable among us. They, they deserve a society that allows for them to have opportunity, Father. 
And lastly, Father, I just say, please forgive us for just not paying attention, for not plowing the field, for not doing the things that we needed to do to see these things before it got to a place where it became detrimental to our society. Forgive us for taking you out of our community and allowing them, allowing them to silence you in our schools, in our society, in our streets. We will restore you, Father. We know that that's the path. And I just ask that you give us the opportunity to be tools for you. I ask for all of these things, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. What an amazing prayer. God bless you. God bless you. And Mm -hmm. thank you. Thank you for coming on. Please don't do that. Sorry. We usually have a very, very smooth show. Today has not just been as smooth as I've wanted it to be. (laughs) And I think that's just because technology went down. It was very good. Mm -hmm. Monique, Mm -hmm. thank you very much for coming on. God bless you. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Likewise. Bye. Monique Miles is a very, very brave woman, and she's done a lot to uh, stand up to not Democrats. She's not, st- she's not standing up to Democrats. She's standing up to the establishment. These are Democrats and Republicans that don't care about people. We need to stop thinking that, that somewhere, because you have an R in your name, that that R somehow supersedes the ability for people to do wrong. There's been plenty of cases of corruption there been plenty of cases of people just doing harm to people in their community that wear the badge of Republican. They spend every day aligning themselves with Democrats, and the Democrats know it. They're like, hey, listen, I know you don't like the America first, so we're going to stand together. So it's our job to find people that will return to the community, to do good things, to help people in our community. It doesn't matter if it's an R, an I, a D. I mean, it does. I mean, one of the things that we should probably talk about is the pro-life movement. I am pro-life. We have to protect life, period. And the left uses propaganda and says, you know, what what about the child is born into a place of poverty? Well, I got some news for you. I was born into poverty. I was born eating government cheese and getting help from the church and and eating, uh, you know, probably not the best food and having terrible holidays. And I'll take that for the right and the ability to live a life that saw me to the place that I am today. I was a poor kid, one of eight. So are we, are we not willing to stand up for those things that should be most precious, one of which being life? Two, liberty, pursuit of happiness, opportunity. But they take that from us as well. We are not fighting against rep- or Democrats. We're fighting against evil. It is evil itself. So as we go about our day, I need you to remember that the one thing that makes life go around is the fact that you are an ambassador of truth. So I will see you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. We've got some great guests on. Oh, yeah. We do have the facts, but I don't have access to it, so you're going to have to guide me through it if you put it up, please. So we do have the facts blast for today. Let me just tell you a little bit about it. And, and this is actually important because we talked about it this morning. I apologize, Mr. Producer. I just don't have it. So it's, it's my fault. So for all those that are listening, I don't have access to it. My, my, my computer system's not working. So I've been kind of shooting from the hip. Go ahead and put it up. I'll, I'll read it from there. 
Um, there are now more than 14 whistleblowers on the record about the egregious and criminal conduct of the FBI. So the, 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 the call to Congress, by the way, is to get to the bottom of it. Just in the news reported this morning, another slew of whistleblowers have come forward with misconduct claims against the FBI following the Bureau's raid on former President Donald Trump's Florida estate. FBI field offices in Miami, Salt Lake City, Buffalo, and Newark face accusations from their upper management coerced agents to sign false affidavits, inflated terrorist caseloads to improve their apparent per per performance, engaged in illicit sexual activities or concealed those of others, according to the Washington Times. You must go on the record today. We want to see your outrage. Since you swore an oath to protect Americans' rights against the kind of domestic enemies, when you swore the oath, how did you imagine domestic enemies to appear? It's right in front of your face. During the Obama administration, we saw the IRS weaponized against the Tea Party. They never had any accountability for that, by the way. You let them get away with it. Now this regime is weaponizing not just the IRS with 87,000 new armed special agents, but the FBI as well. Inflating terrorist cases, false affidavits, sexual misconduct, cover-ups. How have you redefined liberty to rationalize such violation of your sacred oath? The checks and balances are meant to protect our rights. Where are you in this? You must go on the record today about the Bill of Rights. We the people deserve and demand to know your stance on every one of these violations. If you remain silent, we will assume you are supportive of these infringements and that you are willfully violating your oath. If you remain silent, you will make it clear that you are an enemy of we the people. I want to tell you guys something. It's not important enough to become a member if you don't send these, these blasts to Congress. It's not enough. I know that we have lots and lots and lots of members, so I want you to go in there. It's free for you as a member, so go in there and send the faxes to your, congr to your congressional leaders. And you say, well, it doesn't matter. They're not going to listen anyway. If everyone sends, I can't actually hit the button. If I could just go in there and say, hey, listen, I'm going to auto-send every day for you as a member to every single person in Congress... I would do that, but then I would be falsifying a record for you. I would be falsifying that this is important for you. So take the time, go in, and make sure that your voice is heard. And you'll hear from your congressman. If you can, or congresswoman, whichever one you are, congressman, congresswoman, whichever one that represents you, you will hear back from them. You will get an opportunity if you go in and every day send and talk to them. And by the way, if you don't like what was written there, just change it. You have the ability to go in and change it as well, to customize it to what you want to say to your congressional leaders. At some point, we have to make sure that our voice is heard. For those of you that think that they don't care, they don't care. I want to be really clear. They don't care. But what they do care about is a wave, a tsunami that crashes over top of them that they start seeing because the American people stand up and hear, they make them hear their voice. So it's up to you. There's more to be done, by the way. It's not just sending letters to Congress that's going to get us out of this mess. We are going to have force. We are going to have to do things. Monica, uh, Monique is actually doing some great stuff right now to actually hold them accountable for slandering her. We have lawsuits on my side that we're considering against people within the, the media establishment. But we also have to be able to stand up and say, we've had enough. Take down pride flags. Put up American flags. Take, out these, take these books out of our classroom. We have to be willing to stand up and be an effectual voice for change. We have to be the ones that call for restoration. So go ahead and do it. I'll see you guys tomorrow at 10 a.m. God bless you. Have a great night. Kiss your family. And make sure you get on your knees and pray. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, 
on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Facts Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.